Message me since being like, oh my god, I cannot believe this guy was in your DMs because now I'm obsessed with him. Read and wait, babe. You I better know, believe it. But I'm also so annoyed with myself because I was like, I like we could have kept that conversation going, and I just didn't. Fumbled the bag. I fumbled. The, I'm really good at that, aren't I? I'll just call you Vodafone. Just like I the pre, the just like the pre-sale for the weekend, you fumbled the bag. And as I said to you. We're a lot of things, but we're we are not, not home records. Amen, sister. No, you know who else I fumbled the bag with? I don't even know if I told you this. Who? Um, I used to have an AFL player in my DMs. Who? He played and now plays. Are you fucking kidding me? No, he, he and I used to message <laughs> each other. This is like pre-COVID. I want to say it was like 2019. He and I were talking for a, a while, but I didn't fumble the bag. Gemma did because we got really drunk one night and she messaged him off my phone with like he's like really tall I'm aware yeah and she was like oh my god I, I could climb you like a fucking tree and you know he, what? and then he never, never spoke to me ever again. again and I was like for fuck sake you know what no I may not have met Gemma but I stand Gemma so I speak no badly of her no 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 love her but I'm pissed at her for that because <laughs> I could be a wag right now. Probably not. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Matilda Johnson. And once again, we are joined by producer Grace. Hello. <laughs> so every time you come on, you do like a different hi or hello. I don't <laughs> really like, know how to start. I'm just like, hey, girl. <laughs> Yeah, I won't be doing that. Oh, hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> okay, yeah, no. I feel like it hasn't been that long since you were last on. No, it really hasn't. I think you've just been very busy. I've been pumping. I've been working. Last week. I feel a bit drained and I wasn't even here for it. I know. Yeah, you had a lovely little holiday away and I'm so glad you did because yeah. you deserve it. I was going Mer- Meryl Streep. <laughs> I was going Feral Streep getting shit done. Yeah, you, back here in Melbourne. You look a little like a shell of a human, and I say that with love and kindness. Thanks. So, last week, I don't know why I decided to pretty much record four dates, almost back to back. I had well, two of the episodes have already come out. You've already listened to Billy and Connor, and then I have another two dates, which were also recorded the same week, coming out in the following weeks. Um. I'm fried. I feel like it was a roller coaster of emotions mm-hmm. because each date, like, obviously brought something different, different energies. And you're also working full time. So it's not like, yeah. You, yeah, like, there's a lot going on. Like, and honestly, like, my, I woke up, I think it was Tuesday morning last week. I came into work and I was like, my head is so scrambled with, like, emotions and feelings about. Some of the things I experienced. I think this... I was talking about this at work today as well. I think this whole thing of me dating people on the podcast has turned way more into a social experiment than I ever thought it would. Right. So basically I was thinking about how... Like going into it, I knew it was 
somewhat of a social experiment and how people interact with each other and you know coming straight out of being in a long-term relationship and back into the dating world like how am I going to interact with people and all of that kind of stuff and I feel like I really I don't want to be like they are the chosen ones but I feel like I really tried to pick people to come on the podcast who I have some whatever level of like trust respect value and I thought that like that would also be reciprocated. Yeah, but the thing is, and I look, not this is not for everyone, but I also think when you're, well, at least in your experience, you tend to date just one person at a time in your private life. Yeah. And so going from wham, 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 in terms of like four separate occasions with four different people, it's almost like resetting because you're, it's like a fresh every single time. Whereas yeah. in every other dating situation, for the most part, it's the same person, so you know what to expect that next time, that next time. Yeah. Whereas it's like, all right, shake, like, shake Let's start up, again, let's again. start again. And again, and another one, and another one. Yeah, it was like being in full-time dance all over again, where it's like, and again, and I'm just like, okay. But, and, like, the guys who I had on, like, obviously I knew all of them prior to going on the dates with them, and they all have such different personalities. And some of them I was like, wow, this is amazing, and, like, Some of them I'd be like, oh, you know, if this was a date off the podcast, I'd feel totally like great about it. And then there are other circumstances where I'm like, "Mm, maybe not so much. And then there are circumstances where it's like, I feel like I had like the blindfold on and I was like, there are red flags. I'm just choosing not to see them, you know, and then there are some where I'm just like, we're best friends. Do you know what? It's so interesting too. As someone who, whilst I'm not here when you're recording, I also feel that way. Yes. And there's been certain times where I have been very on guard when I know you're recording. Because look, let's be honest, whilst this is high quality content, we're on a low budget here. It happens in Tilly's living room. (laughs) At this point, stay tuned. Um, But I also felt like that because I obviously know when you're recording and things like that. And there's some times where I like don't even think about it. And I just have like my little life and whatever. And then there's some times where I'm like, I have not heard from her in 45 minutes. Yeah. There was one where like Grace called me during to make sure I was okay. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I came back into work and you were like, I just had a weird feeling that I needed to make sure you were okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, I can't even explain it. Yeah. It's just like. But then there's been other people on the podcast who I haven't even known you haven't like you wouldn't know them from a bar of soap but you've been like yeah I trust them yeah which is so interesting yeah just like from vibes vibes, energy going into it but yeah I was also thinking today though like when I was talking to my co-workers and stuff about how it's going because like they're like it's really nice how involved a lot of people have become in it they're like asking me how everything's going and making sure I'm okay which I really do appreciate um, I've got people asking if I'm okay, so yeah. I get it. Yeah, and it's just like really nice. I feel like there's a really good sense of community in doing this, but I think it's so interesting seeing how people respond to certain questions or like their interactions with me before, during, and after the podcast. Mm. And because like we're not idiots, we go into this, we have a plan made to make sure that we're discussing things that like we want everyone to be comfortable, myself included, as well as the dates. For sure. I think something that we really value as a team is consent and comfortability of you, 
and all of our guests as well. And that's something that we take very, very seriously. Yeah. And we have a lot of things safeguarded. Yeah. But I do feel like um, one thing I have learned a lot recently is what my boundaries are with Mm -hmm. it as well. In terms of business as well as if this were a real date, like what I would expect from somebody. But there have been some great ones. Like, people were going to start making team so-and-so shirts. Not really. But, like, people were like, I'm going to... Is that people going to be you? You're going to... I was considering it. No, there were, like, people, like, who I... That people know how things went. They were like, oh, my God, I'm still going to be team this person or hashtag team this person. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm in real life the summer I turned pretty. I was going to say. It was great for about two days. Anyway. (laughs) Well, you've had a pretty crazy week. You have a story to share, don't you? Oh, I feel a bit nervous about it. Um, <laughs> I did have a good week. Yeah. I had a busy week. I just... Men. 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 And I think it's really interesting as that TikTok sound. It's like when you're a woman in your 20s, it's... It's hell out there. No, it's the trenches. The trenches. It's the it. trenches in it. Because <laughs> in it. I had to like... I had to make a big purchase this week, a purchase that required me talking to a a salesman regularly Mm -hmm. throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And I think it was pretty telling the fact that, and it's a big purchase, like it was a lot of money. Yeah. And I I think it was pretty telling the fact that by the end, sorry, it started on Monday and by Friday, like came around. You were like, here's the money. Well, also... Everyone in our office knew the name of this salesperson and was like, oh, what an absolute loser. But yeah, so he just, look, basically I just felt like the moment I walked in, didn't really want to deal with me, which again, if you know anything about me, I was ready to do business. Grace is a businesswoman. If I'm going to do any business deal, I want Grace by my side because she will be like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I had, again, I had done my research. I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew the price I was willing to pay and I had the money. Mm-hmm. So I walk in and the first, I, you know, I say hello to the person at the desk and I say, you know, da, 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 this is what I'm after. Can I get someone to help me please? And the person who ended up being my salesman he looks at me and goes, oh, oh, I'm really busy. Can someone else take her? And that Rude. person couldn't take me. So he's like, oh, come on. And then he tried to make up some excuse. And anyway, I was like, that's fine. And it progressed like this pretty much the entire week. The entire week. But also uh, it was a, on that Monday, it was agreed that it would be ready by the Friday. And I heard nothing. It got to Thursday and I was like, I hadn't heard nothing from this man. Mm-hmm. I have not heard if things are ready for tomorrow. Like, where are we at? And so had to give multiple phone calls. It was all a lot. It was fine. It was a lot. And then Friday comes around. I'm supposed to go pick it up. I'm like, am I coming? Am I leaving work early? What's the go? And eventually he calls and, like, has a weird phone call with me. Da, 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 da. I end up getting it on the Saturday. Very long story short, he asked me for a drink at the end of it. Which is like such a what the fuck kind of scenario. And I feel like this also really divided people because there were people who were like, did you say yes? And then there's people like me being like, absolutely not. You're not going out for a drink with him. He fucked you over like five times just on the business side of things. Why would you be interested in him as a date? That is what I think has been like the most interesting thing of all Mm. is how prior to that moment, 
I had really, besides, the only reason I had stayed with the salesman is because I had weaseled my way to a very good deal. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a customer service, I was not impressed. Now, I'm the first person to say that your work persona, especially one that is client facing, can be very different to what you are in your private life. Mm, but also, I'd consider your client facing persona like your most charming one. Or you'd think so. You'd think so, but... If you want to do business. But also considering the fact that prior to him asking me for a drink, I had only seen his seen his business persona. Yeah, like no flirting. No flirting. So it's also like, well, I'm only going off everything that you've shown me. You've shown me lack of communication skills. And honestly, you don't really give me a, give a fuck. Yeah. So why would I be interested? Yeah. But and everyone think- was like, oh, well, at least he was like nervous when asking you. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like the bare minimum. I feel like all men should be afraid of us. <laughs> I literally got a message that was like, I was complaining to someone about the service I had received. And then when I said, oh, this happened, the reply was, well, I hope you said yes. And it's like... Why? Why I hope? Like, that's what I don't get. So it's very... It's really the trenches. Yeah, you can do better. I know. (laughs) Exactly. Good, as you should. So yeah, that's been... But yeah, but I had a the craziness really- of our weeks. I really wanted to talk about so along with the dates that I just went on this past week, four different people, four very different vibes. Something I've been like, I just wanted to do some takeaway notes of like what I've really learned from these dates, and also like not just from the guys who I've gone on the dates with, but also just like little things I've noticed about myself as well. Very eat. Love, pray of you. Eat, pray, pray, love. love. That, that's Very Julia Roberts of me. Well, she's the actress. Julia Roberts. Continue on. Anyway, <laughs> so, I, and I've got no self sabotage is protection. Wow, that's quite profound. Well, this is my thing. When I was single before I before my ex. And ready to mingle. When I was mingling away, my sister used to get really frustrated with me because I'd be like showing interest in a guy. We'd be talking, maybe would have seen each other a couple of times, but I would be like, the last thing I would do is admit that I had feelings for him. And I feel like it's kind of similar, like now, like if I were to have like a crush on somebody, which is so weird being like, I'm a 25 year old with like, maybe I have a crush, you know, like it's How's that weird. I don't know. It feels weird being like, I'm an adult and I'm attracted to somebody. Like I feel, it feels very like, did you just hear what you said? <laughs> no, I know. But if that feels, is like the most human. I know it just feels thing. really immature to suddenly be like, Oh, I like, I really like this person. You know, I feel like that's a bit strange. I don't know. But, well, this is where I'm going with it. Self-sabotage is protection because the last thing I will do is admit that I have feelings for somebody. That's protection for sure. Exactly. And I don't know why I do it. I've always done it. But I'm like, Lucy, my sister would always be like, well, why don't you just tell him or like be straight up and be like, hey, I'm really into you. What are we going to do about it? And I'm like, I cannot think of anything worse than doing that. And like we sabotage because we know what the outcome will be even when it's not good, you know? Like I think I already have an idea in my head of – what the outcome may be, and that scares me. Like, either way I look at it, if it's a good outcome, fantastic, but I'm so scared of getting to that outcome. If it's a bad outcome, I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, it's so protective either way. It's like, it's because it's the unknown. You just don't know. And it's like, so I'm just going to protect myself from either. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. Note number two, I haven't even written this down, but it's been in the back of my mind. 
it's fantastic and like this is like a note for myself but also a note from like one of the dates I went on where I was just like Ugh. it's good to be the main character in your own life because you are the main character of your own life but you're not the main character in everybody else's lives for sure so respect the people around you treat them as equals and just know that they've got other things going on as well and maybe they don't want to be in your plot line and in your movie the way you want them to be. Okay, toxic tra- Okay, this is funny. We all have toxic traits and we all have red flags. It's about finding people who are compatible, not perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, well, no one's perfect. So how can you go into expecting your partner or potential partner to be perfect? Well, this is my thing because I ask all of the dates what their red flags are that they look out for. And like I What's yours? What's your red flags? That I look out for? No, that you know. That, that I have. Out. I have a fucking podcast about dating. <laughs> <laughs> I I've got a lot of red flags. And well, I don't feel like I don't maybe not red flags. I've got a lot of icks. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Sorry, fine. We all do. We all do. But I don't know. Like I I like to think I'm an alright person, so maybe I'm not a walking red flag, but I think you can be the best person and have red flags. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe I think if you didn't have a red flag, that'd be a red flag. I think my outgoingness like, what are you hiding? Yeah, my outgoingness may be a red flag for some people. But then for a lot of other people that's like a green flag. Exactly. So you just don't know. Interesting. But so like that's the thing. We're just not all compatible and that's fine. Yeah. Because I've had, I feel like every person who I've had on have like said very different red flags. So everyone is looking for something different. Mm, Interesting. And everyone's avoiding something different. And you know what? I think before one of my dates, like one of the dates said something to me like, everyone, like you could be with somebody who's 80% of what you're looking for and you'll leave them because you're going to try and hunt down the extra 20%. And you may never actually find that. And prior to him coming on and explaining it to me like that, I was so against that because of recent dating history and stuff like off the podcast. Um, I, oh, this is going to get vulnerable. I had it said to me that like, nobody will love me 100%. I remember that. And I had quite a few words to say about that yes that that's exposing like I didn't think I was gonna say that on the pod anyway here we are but I'm fine about it now because but I think at the time I was really like fuck you there's going to be somebody who's going to love me for all of me but when you word it like the other way where it's like well we've all got red flags and sometimes you just have to like you're just not going to be compatible for everyone it's like well that's a much more truthful thing and maybe we just weren't compatible, and that's fine. I'm spoiler. You're not. You weren't compatible. We weren't compatible, and that's fine. But when you word it like the eighty twenty percent, I'm like, I'm much more comfortable with, with that. You know what's so interesting? And it's not settling either. No, it's not. Your. I wish I could have just taken that screenshot and that snippet and sh- and like had your February self listen to that. Oh. Yeah, same. I'm a different person. A hundred percent. I am such a different person to who I was a few months ago. I actually feel a little bit weird thinking about you in February. Well, we met in February. Yeah. And honestly, I wish I could have just taken you and said, 
You're going to be all right, doll. <laughs> because, fuck, you were such a different person. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, and then also you're the ex- you're just exact same. Mm. But I just feel... Fundamentally, I'm the same person, but I'm just more... I think you were in a circumstance that was kind of very wishy-washy. And it's great to see you level out. Not level out, wrong way to put it, but... I feel like I'm taking more ownership of who I am. 100%. Yeah. And I think... February Tilly knew what she wanted but didn't want to voice it. Yeah. And August Tilly is not afraid to say it out loud. Fuck yeah. Oh, wait, no, yeah. I feel, I'm really proud of that. I am really I, proud of that too. I'm genuinely, like, I think it's also really funny looking back at that person because I feel like over the last few years, like, I've had very odd circumstances with, like, various people in my life whether it be romantically or like mentorships and stuff like that where I feel like I put that person too high on a pedestal Mm. and so when things didn't work out it really broke me to a degree but now I'm at a point where I'm like I feel like I'm just very aware of who I am and like I really understand my worth and stuff and I'm really proud of that and I feel like from here on, there's really no going back. Like I cannot put myself in a situation like that ever again. I think you've come so far that it just wouldn't even happen. Yeah. Oh, growth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was a very profound moment for us. Moving on. Moving on. We can't keep that up. Healthy people don't expect you to monitor their emotions. They'll directly tell you if they're upset and they don't expect you to mind read. People putting people on eggshells is normalized form of emotional abuse. Can you say that in like layman's terms? So, a, a healthy relationship, or may it be friendships, romantic partnerships, whatever it is, if they're upset, they will tell you, and that is like healthy communication. You will know it's an unhealthy relationship if you constantly feel like you're tiptoeing around situations. And that's like the most like obvious and easy way to just like to be able to understand whether or not you're in an emotionally healthy relationship. And if you're on the other end of that and you're putting somebody, you're making somebody feel like they're walking on eggshells, then you need to recognize the fact that you are to a degree emotionally abusing them. Yeah, I think it's also very interesting in relationships or even just, you know, both romantic and platonic where people go, oh, well, this, you said this or you did this and it made me feel this way. Mm. Even though you go, well, I didn't mean to do that. It's like, well, it doesn't matter if you meant to do it or not. It's still how you made me feel. And that's valid. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you can have somebody apologize to you and they're like, I think this is a massive thing. If somebody apologizes to you and says, I'm sorry you feel like that, that's not a real apology. I think I'm. I, I think it's, I'm sorry I did this, which made you feel like that. And that is taking ownership of putting somebody in a shitty situation. 100%. I do think there is, um, there is, I can definitely understand when you go, that was not my intention to make you feel yeah. that way, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry my actions did make you feel that yeah, way. Yeah, that is a much better apology. 100%. Rather than being like, I'm sorry you feel like that. Like, that is not a real apology to me. No. Yeah. 
interesting. Well, those are the things I've learned from the dates <laughs> in general. And as we say at work, that's on growth. In it. All right, in we, it. we're just two girls that really want to be in London right now. Yeah. In it. In it. Yeah, okay, I just thought of something, which oh, is... Oh, uh, Thanks. One of my red flags, which, you know what? It, some would consider it a red flag. I'd say it's a healthy red flag. What is it? When somebody does something wrong by me, I get motivated. <laughs> like, I could get out of a really shitty situation and be like, all right, time for me to level up. Like, I feel like that's... Pretty much everyone's like that. Okay, good. Well, that's probably... Yeah, like, I'm... It's, like, a shitty situation. All right, what's next? Like, and then... What what is it? Success is the best revenge. Yeah. To me, like, I have that mentality. You... I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a scenario. But you know what I mean? Like, oh, you cheat on me, I'm going to be on the cover of Vogue or on billboards, and you're going to see my face everywhere, and you're going to have to deal with that. Where's your Vogue cover then, babe? One day. We can dream. Yeah, but I was, absolutely. Without, Dreaming. The, without the getting cheated on part. Oh, yeah. But, but, but leveling up, that's my biggest red flag. That as soon as somebody does something that I don't really appreciate, I am going to... Right here. Become a doctor. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if a doctor is... Maybe not a doctor, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm going to be super successful. Yeah, there's a thing actually for me that it's more so like I try... Because I'm I'm an overthinker. I'm a massive overthinker. Mm -hmm. And I saw this thing somewhere that I'm trying to go in. You know, there's a couple of friendships and things like that at the moment that I'm realizing that door is closed. Mm -hmm. And... There's a thing, like a quote or something that says, like, I wish you nothing but the best, mm-hmm. but I want no part in it. Yeah, and that's healthy. And I, I'm trying, there's a few friendships and things like that, that that door is closing. Mm-hmm. And rather than getting bitter, I am just saying, I wish you absolutely nothing but the best. Mm-hmm. And I would like nothing, no part in it. And I think that's really good. That's a good mindset to have. We've been talking about different girl aesthetics. So it's now winter, but we're going into spring, my favorite Thank time of year. God. For and then that. summer. And summer, I. I feel like we're going to have a feral summer and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I'm going to be the skankiest of rats. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But also, I feel like previously I've been a flying squirrel girl. What's I'm that? ready to be a rat girl. Okay, well, you probably need to give a little bit of context. Okay, so there's different girl aesthetics we've realized. There's the rat girl. She is the, like, it's kind of like how we did the, there's the ironic hot girl, the elusive hot girl with the episode with Gemma. Yeah. We can also translate that into animals. Yeah. So there's the rat girl. She is the party girl. Whoop, whoop. She's party girl adjacent, smudged makeup, Red Bulls, out partying, rocking out with her cock out. Maybe not literally, <laughs> but she's having a great fucking time. Okay. So that's what, that's your like manifesting. Well, maybe not the smudge makeup. Like I do care about my skincare routine, but like I'm going to be a little bit of a rat girl this summer and I'm so excited for it. Great. And then. Look, I'm so excited for you. I definitely don't have that on my personal agenda, but I'm happy to be like the hype girl. To oh yeah, girl. absolutely. And that's so fine. There's the mouse girl. She's probably like the weird girl aesthetic. Right. adjacent 
Um, she, or no, or there's also the sloth girl. She's probably more weird girl because the sloth girl is like, I'm going to shut my blinds. I'm going to stay in Netflix and chill. have the girls over for movie nights rather than like going out and having, getting loose. Letting... I thought, I thought mouse girl was more like linens, going to yeah. bakeries. That kind yeah. Of vibe. Very like, wholesome, wholesome energy. Yeah. And then there's the squirrel girl, which I'd say I'm mostly squirrel, flying squirrel girl because she is like, your Aperol Spritz is getting her nails done, lounging by the pool with her friends, reading magazines, and, like, somehow gets on somebody's yacht. You know what? Which I think is very me. I think my advice is take 25% of each. Yeah. Everyone needs a sloth girl day. Everyone, just take a little bit of everything. Live up love, honestly. Yeah. But anyway, so they're the aesthetics. I've always been flying squirrel girl and I hold her very dear to me. But I just need to let loose of it this summer and I'm very excited about it. I'm excited. I'm also really excited for, I just, I want it to be warm. I'm looking for daylight savings. Oh yeah. We have the most perfect start to the summer. Mm-hmm. We're going to the weekend. Woo! I feel like we've, because we've also been super sporty, like we've been to the rugby, we've been to the basketball, we watched the soccer. Unfortunately, we didn't go see the soccer, but we watched it. Next, I'm like, well, we haven't even been to an AFL game, but it's coming up to the end of the season, so we'll probably have to wait till next season. Flag pass. Next, though, I'm thinking Big Bash. Well, You've never been, and I actually really love it. It's really fun. It's a bit boring. But I think the our Big Bash is wants, different, though. I think our co-worker wants to go. And All then, right. obviously, summer in Melbourne means tennis. Oh, my God, yes. I'm no, so I do love the tennis. I I'm do love going so to the tennis. Excited. Yeah, okay, so... We're being sporty girls as well as rat girls this summer. And then we've got, okay, high maintenance routine to be low maintenance. We've been talking about the everything shower a lot at work and it's become my favorite thing ever. I love my everything shower. You've really got to gear up for it though. You've got to stay hydrated. Oh yeah. Because it is a marathon, not a sprint. And if you don't hydrate, you do what you do and you've got half an eyebrow. I'm literally staring <laughs> at about three so, strands so of your eyebrow hair because you I'm cut it off. I'm so embarrassed about this. So I was like, I was so geared up for my, um, my everything shower last week. I was so excited. I was telling Grace at work. I was like, I've got my everything shower tonight. I'm pampering myself. I'm feeling great. And then I became so dehydrated doing my everything shower because it's a fucking marathon. Also, sorry. I shaved off half my eyebrow by accident. The dry brushing beforehand. We got in. We exfoliated. We shaved the entire body. We did the in-shower oils. We did the full wash of the hair and the hair mask. We got out of the shower. We did the full skincare routine. We did the hair treatment out of the shower. We slugged the whole body. And then by that point, I was like, well, I'm already this far out. Like I had a cup of tea ready. And then I was like, well, I'm going to like quickly do my eyebrows and maybe give them a bit of a tint. And then I didn't think to have any water. And then suddenly I was missing half of my eyebrow because I was so dizzy and dehydrated. I shaved off my eyebrow. (laughs) No, I walked in and I was like, Grace. And I hadn't told anybody. I went like silent on social media overnight because I was like, I'm so embarrassed. And then I came into work and you're like pissing yourself. And then you walk me into the manager's office and then they start pissing themselves. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I get it. 
I'm an idiot who shaved off half of her eyebrow. <laughs> and then every time you've sent me over the last week, like a TikTok to All you can see is my eyebrow. And I just go, I just go eyebrow. Everything you sent me, every draft. And I really tried to make it like, you know what? It could just look like I've had a brow lift. It doesn't. You can tell I shaved off half my eyebrow. The thing now is you can see the little hairs starting to regrow. Yeah, it's coming back. It's a little fairy. Stop it. But I'm also super embarrassed. I just stroked your eyebrow. (laughs) I'm also so embarrassed because I had all my dates with half an eyebrow. So I recommend everyone with this knowledge that the fact that... Go through all the TikToks that I've previously posted and scope out the missing eyebrow. Because once you see it, you You can't can't unsee it. it. (laughs) But I was so so insecure going on those dates because I was like, I'm missing half an eyebrow. Yeah. None of them said anything, but also I think they were just being nice. <laughs> well, what would you just like if you're on a date with someone and you go, <laughs> What happened to your eyebrow? eyebrow? But also I know all of them previously, so they like would know what my eyebrows usually look like. Oh. Alright, moving on. We've done girl math, we've got done girl dinner, we're moving on to girl logic. What's girl so, logic? Girl logic, I've got a few points. <laughs> I love you is different to love you. Hundred percent. Yeah. If somebody says love you to me, I'm like, you might as well say you're going to throw me off a bridge and murder me in my sleep or oh, something. See, I think saying it to a friend is fine. Like, love ya. Love ya, that's fine. But if you're in a relationship. And they say love ya, I'm like, you just murdered me. Yeah, do you want to break up? Yeah, I'm like. You, Why? Do you, you, people are always like, girls are such overthinkers. I'm like, no, if you say love you to me. We're breaking up. We're breaking up. If I pay in cash, it might as well have been free. I agree. Yeah. Yep. It's already, yeah, no, it's already gone. If the I fact, can't see the figure in my account. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. No, I agree. And the fact that makes me feel even more sure about this, our friend who's an accountant, he said this and said he agreed. Perfect. All so right. Like, so that's as it all. Yeah. Okay. This is sexual. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. It made me feel very uncomfortable. I, was, I made myself uncomfortable. If you don't make me finish, then you're not on my body count. Yeah. It's not a whole experience. It it's count. Not, exactly. My body counts down to two. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> now you know. Okay. If I cancel plans, I just made money. Because my plans, I somehow worked that into my budget. Oh, okay. And so if I cancel those plans, suddenly I've got spare money. I just made money. Last segment of the day. It is our recommendations of the week. Now, I wasn't sure what to do for this, so I've really come up with... The bare minimum. The bare minimum. What so, is it? So, re-watching your, like, movies that made you happy as a kid. I've what been doing that all this week. Like, I have not watched anything new, which is really... Like, I've kind of annoyed myself with that because there's been a lot of great stuff, like, just being added to streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. But the other night, I re-watched Tomorrow When the War Began. Oh. Great movie i had such a crush homer yeah oh he's so hot also he's so my type i've really recognized my type recently yeah and they're all homer adjacent from tomorrow when the war began the movie not the tv show no the movie and now i'm like yeah i loved the books i read the books first same i read the books as well and then i read the spin-off series of the alley chronicles and i think that was like the first series aside from like the harry potter franchise that i really really loved what else last night i watched um the golden compass uh we were talking about this at work yeah yeah a bit of a weird one which one the looking one with nicole kidman or the nicole kidman dark, the, his dark materials the tv show no nicole kidman the movie oh. weird Be one dark. very dark 
Like, watching it as an adult, I'm like, this is a bit fucked, isn't it? In it. it in it. Um, my second one, date yourself. <laughs> Wait, is that on your yes! list also? Shut up, really? Yes. Stop, really? Yes. That's funny, because all weekend, I was like, oh my god, finally, I'm doing nothing. I'm going to take myself on dates. And so I went, I had a picnic in the park. I And I hate doing things by myself. Not that I'm not independent. I'd say I'm a very independent person. I just like to do things with people. Yep. Like, I've never even been to, like, the cinema by myself. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, my best favorite thing to do ever. Yeah, I've never done it. So now I'm going to start doing those things and really just, like, enjoy it. Like, I like going to the park by myself regardless. But, like, I went out of my way to, like, go get a really nice, like, baguette and my iced coffee and, like... How many iced coffees they... did you drink that day? Only two. <laughs> They were both double oh, shot. Sure. Yeah, we've got <laughs> But it's fine. We're, we're getting better. It used to be like three double shots a day. Yeah, this is the thing though. You're getting better, but you're putting your bad habit onto me. And now I haven't I done have... anything. I get. Mm-hmm. I made you one double shot mocha one day. And, and it's been a downward spiral ever since. I'm so sorry. You but yeah, dating yourself. And so that's something I'm venturing into. And it's really fun. And then my last one is like, again, it kind of similar with like stepping out of your comfort zone. I have started going back to dance classes, which I hadn't done in maybe like two years, honestly. Like I wasn't really dancing. Um, And it was like my whole life. Um, So I've started going back and I've found a place that I really love to go. It's super empowering and... Yeah, I feel, I feel like I've really found, like, my people there, you know? It's really nice. It's a great community. So challenge yourself and go to a dance class or do something that's, like, out of your comfort zone like that. Um, This sounds weird, but women is my first recommendation. Women. Fuck, we're cool. I, lo- I love women. I wish I was attracted to women. I wasn't talking about romantically. Oh, I was just <laughs> talking about, like, how cool we are. Yeah, but great. I... Watching the Matildas, mm-hmm. I cried in the middle of the pub in Richmond. Yeah, that was fun. But I thought a lot about why I got so emotional. So it was the game against England. We lost, but mm-hmm. I cried after the Sam Kerr goal. Mm-hmm. And I was also very much at peace when we lost, yeah. which I think people were like, why are you so chill? Because I was probably the most into it. Mm-hmm. There's like a group of us that went. Mm-hmm. I cried after the goal because I was so overcome because the entire pub, first of all, was packed. Mm-hmm. Like all of Richmond felt like was busy on a Wednesday night because everyone was trying to get tea. Like so much so that one of our friends, her friends couldn't get into a pub down the road. So they came and joined our table because there were some seats left. Mm-hmm. It was packed, and when Sam Kerr like made that goal, the entire pub it jumped. Was crazy. It was the most incredible thing I've ever been a part of, mm-hmm. and I say that not even joking. Mm-hmm. And I also, if you looked around the room, it wasn't like there was a majority of women in there. Mm-hmm. There was more men. Yeah. And people went feral. It was so fun. And I just had a moment of I had never been in a public setting like that where women were so publicly celebrated Celebrated. Mm -hmm. and it made me cry. So that's why I cried. I didn't cry because of the goal. I cried because I was so overwhelmed of the celebration of women. Yeah. That was a really beautiful moment. 
My second recommendation, similar to you, was dating yourself, but also just like chilling out. Mm-hmm. I have chilled out mm-hmm. and I am feeling the benefits of that. I, I can see it changing you. I feel like I'm sleeping better. I'm going to bed at 9.30 just without a freaking care. Well, no, there is a, quite a few cares in the world. But, <laughs> like, I just feel – I feel happier. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit more rested and just, like, relaxed. Mm-hmm. Living la vida loca. I mean, look, let's be honest. I'm I'm an uptight at the best of time, person at the best of time. So me being living la vida loca is like... A rarity. I feel like you and I are polar opposites. I'm the one usually living la vida loca. And you're the one being like, But also my version of living la vida loca is very different to everyone else's. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. I still will check my work emails approximately. And I tell you to get the fuck off your phone. My third, and I binged it while I was on (gasps) leave, Mm -hmm. is At Home with the Furies. So good. It's on Netflix. It's incredible. I hadn't really heard of Tyson Fury before that. I had. And, but since watching that, I've decided besides from being producer of Hot Mess, podcast mm-hmm. i want to be a boxing referee <laughs> and i can so see that for you as well like that just makes sense basically this is like an eight part series it is a reality show i guess yeah yeah it is it's an every reality show yeah. um about tyson fury who if you don't know is a heavyweight boxer mm-hmm. who had just retired at the time but and stayed. if you're a girly like me you would know him because he is the older brother of tommy fury whose partner is Molly May, and they were on season five of Love, Love Island, Island UK. Yeah. And you'd remember, hold on, my, my, one of my favourite accents, Tommy, what the fuck was that? That wasn't that good, was it? No. My favourite character is, I mean, character. She's a real person. Paris. Paris. Paris Fury is such a badass woman. I love okay, her. Okay, so we need to, sorry. It's about Tommy, not Tommy. Tyson. Tyson and Paris. They've got six kids um, they're travelers they're gypsies which we don't i mean i don't think we have them in australia not well we wouldn't call them travelers or gypsies i don't think if we did anyway they're a very you know google's your best friend but it's a very interesting kind of culture culture mm-hmm. very different to how a lot of people i guess have mm-hmm. grown up but uh it's about their family life about him retiring from boxing also his a lot, mental health a lot of discussion about his mental health mm-hmm. and what i like about paris is that she represents like a type of woman in society that i think sometimes gets overlooked and that is the woman who i mean it does happen with men as well but i think quite more often or not it because of patriarchal society it is the woman in the family who raises the kids and then once like for this example her husband has quite a lot of mental health issues which he is open about but she's caring for six kids and her husband i it's patriarchal in our society but i think it's even more so in the traveler setting absolutely where it is very clear that if you watch like my big fat gypsy wedding or gypsy wives or whatever um there's very set in stone gender roles in that Mm -hmm. culture Mm -hmm. um you know all the kids basically leave school at 11 and the girls tend to stick with the mum and learn how to be a housewife and the dad uh, the the sons often go with their dad and learn a trade or whatever the dad does Mm -hmm. and you can very much see that this family has adapted to a more modern Mm. way of that lifestyle but it is still very much part of their tradition and their culture 
But yeah, oh my gosh, she's such she's an incredible powerful. woman. Yeah, like six. Well, I mean, she's pregnant with her seventh kid. Yeah, and I think like Tyson, like I really like the openness about his mental health and like how retiring is a scary time because it's like, well, how is he going to keep stimulated? And, like, how is he going to pass the time without, like, going down? So he has bipolar disorder, and it's, like, the highs of highs and, like, the lows of lows and stuff without, you know, if he doesn't have boxing, what's going to keep him motivated and happy? And so it's, like, navigating that whilst caring for a family. family, And it's just a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. And it feels real. Yeah. And that is fascinating it's also yeah. just they live such a different life mm-hmm. that yeah I, that's why reality tv does so well we all are nosy and we want to I see what's going reality on reality tv and yeah i've suddenly like i even texted you i was like there's a there's a fight tommy's fighting on the 14th of october we need to watch it i think it's really funny that you messaged me that because i've literally watched like all of his fights for like the last Two years, I don't know. I went back and watched the fight with um, what's his name? Jake Paul. And I was like, get him, get him. <laughs> no, because I watched that one. I'd like, I don't know, like the last few years, I, 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 get, I really like boxing. Tyson's, I get into it. Tyson's fighting soon, so I was like, yeah, we'll no, have I to know. Watch, we'll have to watch yeah, that. you're telling me. I'm like, babe, I, I know. <laughs> like, so, I'm on top of it. It's a really good watch. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of very interesting conversations that can come of it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's a hot, like, that's a top recommendation. Aside from doing all the great things for yourself, dating yourself, doing all of those stuff. If you want to chill out, watch out at home with the Furies. I think the fact that I started watching because I was on leave and I said, I don't know if you're going to like this, but I think you need to watch it. And then we had to fight over whose recommendation it was, which I claimed because I was the first one to watch it. Yeah. I think that tells you that. How good it is. Yeah. But anyway, well, I think that's everything. I feel like what did we just? I thought we just spoke shit for the last hour. I know it's been a lot. We've really gone everywhere. Anyway, you where guys, bam? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway, you guys know where to find us at Hot Mess Underscore Focus. Don't kick me! Stop! Stop! Get your foot out of my face! Wow. <laughs> We're really professional. <laughs> I think you really need a break. Follow us at Hot Mess. On, yeah, I need a break. I need a break. You're telling me. I need a break. I, I, need, I need a, need a break. break. I need a break. <laughs> Follow us at Hummus underscore podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. And that's it. Thanks for following us on this ride. It's been wild and it's been messy. All right. Love yous. Bye. Bye.